Hi, it's Eliana, and today I'm going to talk about the, the Atlantean Egyptian Hall of Records. And these halls of records I've talked about before, but today I'm going to talk about specifically the staffs, because the staffs that were hidden under those halls of records, the staffs themselves are metallic, some of them are wooden, they have energy sources on them that produce infinite amount of energy that's connected to crystalline technology. There's also light swords there, and this technology works with DNA imprint connection. So it's specifically coded to the descendants of the Atlanteans who survived the Great Flood and went on to colonize the various jungles in the Pacific and Atlantic regions, not just the jungles, but also Peru and higher land, land masses in the other continents. One of the greatest outposts, the outpost that the Atlanteans had was in Antarctica, absolutely was in the South Pole of Antarctica, without a doubt. I've seen the pyramids, I've seen the Atlantean outposts, and I've seen the technology in Antarctica when I was based there. I've seen it. I've seen the ancient languages. I've seen the hall, the halls of language in one of the Atlantean outposts. But Egypt is one of the greatest places where the Atlanteans moved their technology. The survivors of the last flood about 12,000 years ago. So they moved their, their tech to the land of Kemet, to the land of Kem. That's what Egypt was called, ancient Egypt. And they hid these staffs of power under the pyramids in the Atlantean Egyptian Hall of Records. The reason I know about that is because I had a lifetime as Calypso. It was a male priest slash architect. I know the name Calypso is Greek and it comes from Greece, but the Greeks have a connection to the Egyptians and vice versa. So my name was Calypso. That's what I remember from my past lifetime as a tall, bald priest slash architect who helped to build the pyramids on the Giza Plateau. He also built the Atlantean, Atlantean Egyptian Hall of Records. He contributed to building that, to hiding it, to protecting it. And he put in some of the staffs of power under the Halls of Records, along with Atlantean histories on tablets, crystalline, encoded tablets. Some of it looks like little globe disks 
orb disc. Some of it looks like metallic crystalline components, sort of like a USB drive, but it's metallic, not plastic. He, he actually inscribed things on metallic tablets, not made out of wood or clay, but metallic tablets. He had the ability to work with the elements, to work with metal. So he would transcribe things on metallic tablets, metal that's indestructible, and he hid that information, the history of Atlantis. I've had many lifetimes in Atlantis. I've had the lifetime as that Egyptian. And what I remember vividly is the staffs. You touch the staff, you press a button on it, or you touch it in a certain way, and it activates the energy field in the staff, whether it was metallic or wood, with the crystals in it, it, it would activate the energetic field. And you can stun somebody with the staff and they'll fall asleep. It's not gonna kill them. Same with the laser swords. It is connected to your energy frequency. The laser swords and the crystal swords, the crystal daggers. This is technology that is under the Egyptian Hall of Records, the Atlantean Egyptian Hall of Records. There's the history of the Atlanteans. There's the history of ancient Earth. Because the major races that came from the Pleiades were the Pleiadian Mayans, which is one set of Atlanteans. Then there were the Arcturian Atlanteans. The, there was the Maldakian Atlanteans that came from Mars later on to participate in the Atlantean genetic project. There was the Syrians that also came and they coexisted with the Atlanteans. And the Syrians did genetic experimentation on the primitive humanoids that were living on Earth. After that came the Anunnaki, about 450,000 years ago. Ancient Atlantis was here 2 million years ago. It has about eight epochs, epoches. So Atlantis is more than 12,000 years ago, and it's more than 9,000 years ago. The last fall of Atlantis was 9,000 years ago, the very last fall. All the remnants of Atlantis became the descendants, the survivors. They had cylindrical arc ships. They had block-type storage ships, transport ships, cylindrical silver round ships that transported the survivors to Kem and to Peru and other places on the planet. So Atlantis was huge. It wasn't just one continent. It was many, there was many outposts, but Antarctica was one of the main outposts of the Atlanteans. And the Atlanteans used crystalline technology to power their cities, to power the pyramids, to power their ships. And they worked 
with the crystalline staffs because those staffs were connected to them on a psychic consciousness thought level and they could light a fire with the staffs they can control the elements with the staffs they could part the ocean or the sea the water with the staffs they can call rain down from the clouds they could start a fire they can move the air they could levitate they could levitate when they were holding these staffs in their hands because they're like levitation devices they allow you to float levitate they allow you to breathe underwater they strengthen your physical body they re-energize your energy because again they have unlimited energy sources because of these crystals on the staffs or inbuilt built in inside the staffs unlimited energy sources power sources energy frequency that's how these staffs work for the descendants of atlantis so these staffs are they do have the protection on them so not not just anybody can touch them it's the descendants of the atlanteans who still have those genetic codes they can work with them and the syrians had a lot of knowledge about about what it was like to open stargate portals and they were working towards building energy sources that wasn't dependent on nuclear fusion the atlanteans helped them with that because there were there were the syrian engineers and they worked with some of the guardians of the atlantean crystals they worked together to make sure the planet was protected and that none of this technology on earth was stolen because again the atlanteans were galactic extraterrestrials humanoid looking extraterrestrials that formed the atlantean project in the beginning the pleiadian mayans the humanoid looking arcturians and other groups of galactics some of them were even aquatic that we know of now came from mintaka the mermaids they also participated in the atlantean pro project just in the oceans not on the land what i vividly remember is those staffs of power those crystalline staffs and the crystalline technology that's part of who i was in atlantis whether in the female lifetimes then later on in the egyptian lifetime that's what i remember i remember also the red ruby refractory telescopes that i hid under the hall of records under egypt and those refractory ruby telescopes have red rubies that are clear red rubies mounted on telescopes that can decloak holographic technology off planet that is shielded like bases black ops bases off planet extraterrestrial bases that are cloaked and shielded by the holographic technology these telescopes the telescopes with the refractory rubies can decloak 
those facilities off-planet and remove the holographic interface temporarily. Then the frequencies can be remodulated and the cloaking is back on again. And the pyramids, they had these triangular capped crystalline points covered in gold on top of the pyramids thousands of years ago. And that acted like antenna arrays to send messages to other planets, to the home worlds of the Atlanteans for communication, to send signals and information back and forth, just like that, like the Atlanteans had crystalline pyramids in their Antarctica cities that, that acted as the power sources for the energy frequencies of powering their cities. It was their source of light, communication. They had crystalline towers that could connect the whole of the earth together, the frequencies of the earth, to have a wireless telecommunication system without needing to use what we use today, clean energy. That's what they had. They didn't need the G's. They didn't need that. They didn't need the frequencies that have not a positive polarity of output. The energies they had were clean, pure. So the original Atlantean genetic project was supposed to be peaceful, was supposed to bring different humanoid galactic extraterrestrials together to work in peace on Earth in 6D, 5D, 4D, so they can sustain having humanoid-type bodies on this planet. Their souls agreed to come here to do this work. It was supposed to be peaceful, and originally it was, before there was infiltration off-world and on-planet by certain groups of the Syrians, the Anunnaki, the Atlanteans themselves had the Baliel, brother, brothers of the Baliel faction that interfered with this project, did horrible genetic experiments on the Atlanteans and humanoids, uh, creating viruses and other things and genetic mutations, breeding human DNA with feline and other animal DNA, which created aggression in those beings and in their children when they were born. They had animalistic tendencies with aggression. So there was a lot of corruption happening for why Atlantis fell apart. And consecutively, there was other corruption on the planet and other things happened. So it's, it's a huge history. It's a huge galactic history that has many sagas in it of human evolution, of human advanced civilizations starting and falling and repeating again, getting to advanced tech and advanced things. The lesson is, how do we develop clean energy? How do we stop the wars, the famine, the pollution, the greed, the corrupt stuff and the economic issues? How do we bring lasting peace to this planet? 
finally, is by awakening, by understanding where we're heading now and where we are and what we can do to help fix this stuff, but also knowing our history of what happened on this planet previously. Because we are the descendants of the Atlanteans, the Syrians, the Arcturians. We are their descendants. And we have these memories. If we've had past lifetimes in those eras of the past, we have those memories and we have an inkling what came before us and what's to come. And a lot of us are exploring that as the energy of Atlantis is reawakening. It's coming forward, covered with the truth. The truth is being awakened. Everything is awakening for exploration, for understanding the higher truth, the higher knowledge capacity. It is all being activated within us, just like the arc ships are activating on Earth and elsewhere with the ancient knowledge of what I was just discussing. It's not just within our cellular memories of past lives. It's everywhere. It's in the arc ships. It's, a, it's in the zero point energy field universal knowledge. We can access that and download information and connect to the ancient history. It's all there just waiting for us. It's in the Akashic records on the arc ships. It's everywhere. It's under Egypt. It's under Peru. It's in the Yucatan. It's everywhere. There's several of these Atlantean halls of records, not just the Egyptian one, also under Peru, the Yucatan, Mexico, and other places, both in the Pacific and the Atlantic. Also in Antarctica, there's an ancient hall of records under Antarctica. The stuff is coming forward and the truth is coming out. There is a secret door under the Sphinx, the Egyptian Sphinx, and there's corridors with sort of like puzzle mazes that leads to the Egyptian Atlantean Hall of Records that Calypso had helped to build. And he had worked with different types of levitation tractor beam wands using thought consciousness to send information to the wands and the wands were metallic like devices with different colored buttons on them with rubies and other precious crystals and he would touch one of these buttons crystalline buttons and it could levitate different types of bricks and other stones to stack them in certain formations to build the pyramids. He didn't physically lift objects with his hands because those objects were heavy, but with, but with this crystalline technology and these wands, you can levitate things using sound frequency, energy frequency, and crystalline frequency energetics. That's the tractor beam frequency and you press something on the wand and it levitates the limestones and the other bricks and stacks them in certain formation. There, were, there was also lasers 
that can cut the stones in precise measurements and size in what Calypso would send to the laser technology telepathically. He would send schematics of how he wanted the stones cut to stack on the pyramids. So he had telepathic ability and organic, I guess, synthetic telepathy to communicate with different crystalline technologies to send it schematics of how he wanted things to be laser cut, levitated, and stacked to build the pyramids and the Sphinx on the surface of Kemet, Egypt, ancient Egypt. And this was about 80,000 to 100,000 years ago that this lifetime of Calypso happened. So the pyramids and the Sphinx were built not 10,000 years ago, but much, they're much older than current historical records show. They're more ancient. They were built a long, long time ago, not just 10,000 years ago, more like 80 to 100,000 years ago, especially for the Sphinx. Pyramids have been built for a very long time in Egypt, Mexico, Peru, even in Alaska, there's pyramids under the ice. And these pyramids have also been built by the Anunnaki on Mars. The face of Mars, the other little pyramids and the bigger ones around it, the puzzle piece pyramid, that originated on Mars and migrated here to Earth as well. But these pyramids go back to the Atlantean times and to the Atlanteans. And the Egyptians continued building the pyramids per the Atlantean schematics. Their pyramids weren't all crystalline though, although they did have obelisks made from black basalt rock that had crystalline aspects to them. The obelisks are very important as well because they were energetic frequency rod tuners to send power to the pyramids and power the Egyptian cities as well, creating energetic frequency as power generators. From the obelisks and the pyramids themselves, they were those generators, providing power and electricity to the Egyptian cities and other places on the earth, linking to the grid lines and the ley lines where that produced the energy themselves, amplifying that energy to piggyback on the obelisks and the crystalline towers. That ancient knowledge came from the Atlanteans, that technology. And some of the huge crystalline towers, they were transported to inner earth to, for safekeeping and to hide them from the cabal and the negative factions of... Anunnaki and some of the Syrians as well, who wanted to use this technology to destabilize the earth and destroy the moon. So there's rich history in galactic historical facts that are now coming up to the surface to be revealed. The Atlanteans had crystalline towers and the crystalline pyramids which were used as frequencies to open up 
Stargateway portals to various planets off-world to travel to the Pleiades, to travel to various different places on Earth to get around. They didn't just use the different ships that they had that were powered by the crystalline technology. They used Stargate portals that were activated and operated by the crystalline technologies. Eventually, the Atlanteans, the survivors of that flood, the final sinking of the Atlantis because of overusing technology, they started to interact with the Syrians and some of the other beings, the guardians and protectors off-world, because they actually remembered them from previous lifetimes. We have Akashic records in our cellular memory and in our soul memories. We have the ability to remember past lifetimes and interactions with soulmates, twin flames, our heart bonds. They are the heart bonds. They are the soulmate bonds of the heart the soul heart keepers, the guardians of the crystals, the guardians of the soul monad, the twin flames, that true connection of our other half of our complete soul. That's the twin flame. The twin flame can be a romantic connection or it could be purely wisdom-based helper connection. They don't always have to be lovers together, but they will remember each other. Strong soulmates that they will always find each other based on the energy frequency connection that they have together. So will the twin flames. And it depends. Sometimes they will instantly recognize each other. There will be this instant attraction uh, knowing who they are, where they come from, how they connect together. And sometimes they won't understand what this energetic attraction is. They might want to be friends. They might want to be lovers. They might want to be wisdom partners. It depends on their mission and the, their connections as twin flames or heart soulmates or soul bonds. But the Atlanteans just knew the survivors knew who their soulmates were, who their twin flames were, because they could access the Akashic record and see the history of all the past lives with those beings, the humanoid galactics who were living on ancient Earth. The Arcturian humanoids, the Syrian humanoids, some of the Anunnaki humanoids, they're galactic extraterrestrials, just like the Pleiadian Mayans are. Atlantean galactics, humanoid-looking beings. Some of them were taller with golden bronze skin. Some of them were shorter with pale white skin and blonde hair. Some of them looked more exotic. Some of them more, looked more what we typically look, but much taller. They knew their soul connections to each other. 
because of the crystalline technology, because of their advanced psychic abilities, they could connect to each other on a soul field frequency capacity. Their souls would intertwine together and they could share their thoughts with each other. They were, the Atlanteans were very telepathic. They did communicate telepathically with the crystals and each other in the temples, in the complexes, in the citadels. I know of a Venusian citadel on Venus, which is the ancient builder race technology, and that's made of this green crystal-like substance. It's huge, and it looks something between an obelisk and a pyramid, because I've been on Venus. That's also partially some of that Atlantean ancient technology, because they built citadels. And those citadels contain those citadels contain histories of planets, of universes, of creation itself on Venus and some of the Venusian arc ships that are buried on Venus and one orbiting the planet of Venus. It's a huge arc ship, silver-like metallic arc ship that is somewhat triangular shaped and circular. It's almost like a floating citadel of basically Akashic records of our solar system and universe creation, how our universe was created. And ours is not the main one, this is a sub-universe. But there's information about the inception and creation of this particular universe that we live in and how it was energetically created and why, why we are here. That's on the Venusian arc ship. But again, the Atlanteans knew their soul histories. They knew their soul bonds. They could work with the crystals to activate portals. They could time travel, they could portal travel, and they could work with different sound harmonic frequencies that was in water intermixed with the crystals and the water to create healing, to reverse the aging process. They had the healing temples with the healing technologies, the healing crystal beds to heal and reverse the aging process. They had all of that on ancient earth. That technology came from the Pleiades and they brought it with them when they migrated to ancient earth to set up the Atlantean project, the genetics and the peace project, two million years ago. Some of us are, we are already telling the stories of Atlantis, of the Atlanteans on ancient earth, the Syrians, the Anunnaki's, how they all interacted with each other back then. And we're telling these stories in present time. We're telling them through books. We're telling them through short stories, memory, memory experiences, past lives. Some people are very good researchers and they know how to, how to find this information about historical records of Atlantis, the Syrians, the Anunnaki. They just know the code frequencies, what to look for and what information is true and to put it all together, to bring the puzzle pieces as a whole. 
and to describe that information, what it was like in Atlantis and who the survivors were and where they went after the fall of Atlantis, either through that good research or getting universal energetic frequency informational downloads from the universe, getting this historical galactic data to write about, to talk about, to share, to disclose, hiding the truth in plain sight as stories, as science fiction, in book writing, in movies, TV shows. Again, you can tell a story and share information openly and freely and people will find it who are meant to. Or people are remembering this information from accessing their Akashic records and past lifetime memories that, that exists in their soul frequency. They can access those memories of being Atlanteans in Atlantis, then being the survivors, and talking about the history of what happened there and how things happened in subsequent order. Atlantis fell, the survivors boarded the ships, they went to different places like Kemet, Egypt, and they rebuilt their civilizations. And they branched out to other portions like Peru, jungles, Pacific Atlantic. They left Antarctica and they started interacting with the indigenous tribes that lived in those jungles, cohabitating in peace, because those were the real shamans, the ancient earth shamans, the humanoids living there at that time. And then connecting with the Syrians, then the Anunnaki, and what happened after. That history does exist within people's soul records. And it's being expressed now, and the stories are being told. There's beautiful, brave souls sharing this history out in the open, through books, through stories, through storytelling. Beautiful, beautiful people sharing this information so we can know and understand our true galactic history on Earth and other planets in the solar system in our solar system and the universe. We deserve the truth and we're learning the truth. It's a beautiful heart connection we're connecting to, the real truth of our legacies, where we came from and where we're going in the future. Atlanteans could live anywhere from 300 years to 1,000 something years. And they never forgot their memories throughout whatever time span they lived. They remembered everything from what happened to them, their history, where they were, where they came from galactically. They're, they knew their history of who they were as beings. They never lost those memories. They never lost the connection with themselves or their crystalline technology. We as humans live much less right now. We live to possibly 120 because our genetics has been changed by the Anunnaki, by splitting our DNA 
and sort of freezing the chromosomes to a certain degree. Another interference with other genetic manipulations and things that have been created biologically to put into the body. The cabal has been on Earth for 6,000 years, the human cabal. They've been influenced by extraterrestrial outside sources, by reptilians, by the greys. There's been a lot of things happening on Earth and off Earth, off planet, that has created the situation we're in now. So it's not just humans that have caused their own issues. There's been other things, influences and interferences with us that have, that have brought us to this point. It's not the Atlanteans per se, although they did contribute some of them from the dark factions to taking down the crystalline technology and having it taken away and hidden in inner earth, off planet, and in other sacred places on earth. But there's other beings that contributed to this, like the Anunnaki and the Syrians and others. Everyone played a role in what, what we've ended up with and why Atlantis fell, and so did the other civilizations. You cannot place blame on just one group of species and beings. You can't, because many contributed to creating Atlantis, to creating other civilizations, to help them grow, to help them flourish, to help them evolve and be here on this planet. Many wonderful positive contributions and some negative ones that have impacted the state of our existence in our genetics and our souls and our soul frequency and being in these physical bodies that have been degraded and polluted to an extent, changing our genetics. Now going back to try and heal all of that and clean it up so we can grow, flourish, and continue to evolve organically, healing our bodies, healing our souls, healing our DNA, the physical, the mental, the soul as a whole unit, healing all of it and reversing everything that's been done, the genetics, all of that manipulation, reversing it organically and healing from within. This is, at, this is where we are at that stage in time and where we're going in the future. Healing, coming together, realizing what's happening and going towards utopia. This is where we're at. And the memories of Atlantis coming up, that's supposed to help us to understand what happened before so it doesn't happen again the same way. So the negative and the positive polarities don't destroy each other. Don't overbalance or outbalance each other. There needs to be a positive polarity and there needs to be a balance of dark and light for all of this to work correctly in unity, in peace. Because one does not exist without the other. It's the yin and the yang, the dark and the light. It's a frequency that balances in harmony, and it works to create universes, to create living matter, to make creation itself happen. That's how it works. It's the polarities. What polarity we choose is what, is what we literally create, energetically, emotionally, and physically. From energetics to physicality, 
What we manifest is what we create, literally, energetically and physically, as above, so below. It's all interconnected with energy, frequency, and physicality. Works together in unity, in creation. Positivity, positive vibration, love, heart-centeredness, heart connection. The Atlanteans knew all of this. They knew how to work with energy and frequency, crystals and all loving matter that is sentient. They respected that in the beginning. And it worked. It worked in the beginning because they lived peacefully with everyone on earth until corruption happened and things fell apart. But it doesn't have to be that way always. We don't have to fall apart. We can bring back the unity. We can bring it back and live peacefully and coexist with the humans, the animals, the plant matter, the crystals, everything living on earth can safely interact with each other and live peacefully. It can be done. We're trying. We're trying our best. Humans are beautiful beings. We're here to help each other. We're here for unity. We are togetherness. We are love. We are heart. We are centered beings. We have hope for the future. We bring the light together. We are the light. Thank you so much and namaste.